three, two, and we are live. Raekwon Evans, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. It's not like we had practiced today and already saw each other for probably too long. It's okay though. So, um, I've been we, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. Obviously, um, our schedule is absolute insanity, but you know that is what it is, part of the job. So this mic doesn't want to stay, as you can see here. Actually, they can well, they can't really because it's too zoomed in. But uh, this microphone would absolutely love to just be twisting all over the place. Hey, there we go. So uh, I kind of with everybody like that's new on the show. Um, I just usually like to start with kind of their background, where they're from, uh, how they grew up, and then kind of go from there. And uh, so I think that's where we're going to start. So where are you from? Give me a backstory. Yeah, uh, I'm from Georgetown, South Carolina. I was born there, but um, I kind of bounced around a lot growing up. Um, you know, I've been all over the place. I've lived in North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, Montana here, and then moved uh, back to Charlotte for a little bit. So I've kind of been all over the place, but um, I ended up in... Um, Montana going into high school but before that I lived for I lived in Minnesota for a couple years and then yeah so Montana is currently home that's where I go back to now that's where my mom lives and my dad's currently in Charlotte so uh, yeah I mean there's a lot of bouncing around so depending like obviously depending on you know postseason job stuff like that but like would you want to move back there um I would love to, you know, I would love to raise my family there. Um, you know, I talk to my girlfriend about it a lot and it's Montana is just so beautiful. And I feel like it's a place where you can really, you know, settle down and enjoy the outdoors. So, um, at some point in the future, I would love to move back to Montana. Yeah. Hopefully I'm rich enough. I can have multiple houses. And I can have one yeah. there cause it is beautiful and just, I'm, I'm, I'm a Southern guy. Yeah. The cold, I just like a quick story. When we were on the road the other day, uh, at Syracuse, it was like negative six and we're all walking outside and I ran to the bus <laughs> quite literally. And Ray was like, no, oh, it's not that bad. So that gives you an idea. So, uh, you are Native American, correct? Yes. Okay, so I, I feel like if you're watching this, you probably have an idea. But um, if you want to talk a little bit about that, uh, you can. If not, then you don't have to. Yeah, um, so my mother is uh, 100% Native American. Um, her and my whole side of the family live back home. So I have a lot of family on the reservation, and um, I'm more in tune with my Native American side of my family. So whenever I go home, I get to spend a lot of time you know, with my cousins and on the reservation. And... Uh, I mean, not many people know unless, you know, something like this happens and people are, <laughs> people find out, but yeah, so I'm half Native American. Yeah, the, the fans, they, they, they know, I feel like they, there's been stuff like, I feel like I've read stuff about, um, you being Native American. How, like, when you say like reservation, like how, how big are we talking? Like what, do you by chance like know how large, like we're in miles or uh, acres or something? I don't know. Well, like my reservation is, is, is fairly small. Um, I mean, you literally can drive through it in about three minutes. Like if you stay on the on the highway. So, I mean, they're they're fairly small, but um, it's really tight knit communities. And I try to go back as much as I can because, like I said, I have family down there. But I mean, my my reservation for us is very small. Gotcha. So, did you? How was basketball? Like, what what is the basketball culture there like? Because I, I don't really know. I know, like, you know, playing AAU, like we would play teams from like Wisconsin or things like that. But we, I never heard any like anything about basketball in Montana. Yeah. Um. You mean like just on the reservation? Just say like like when you were growing up, did you play or like was there? 
were there a lot of people that played basketball or were, like what's the big sport there yeah basketball uh basketball and football um my side of the family for instance loves to play basketball so i just kind of grew up around it all my cousins play i have a bunch of friends who you know play basketball but um yeah basketball basketball and football are the two big sports I, I mean football. I, I don't know if you could go anywhere where football wasn't wasn't the yeah. wasn't the number one. It, I I don't know if I've said this before, but just like it was football every day of the week, and then church on Sundays, and then after you got done with church, you went to football. <laughs> like that, that's how it was, like in Orlando at least. Yeah. You know, and basketball is big, but I feel like all my friends, I, I never played tackle. I only played like flag whenever I wasn't in baseball or basketball season. That was like. You know, the fact that I didn't play football, the football coach at my high school used to track me through the, the halls in like ninth grade, <laughs> trying to get me to play. I like, mind you, I was like 150 pounds, like 6'5". Yeah. I'm like, dude, you got the wrong guy. Yeah. You know, but uh, so going back to your like kind of your story here, like you played high school basketball, then you know, you went to JUCO. Yep. Where'd you go to JUCO? Uh, north Idaho, Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Okay, so you stayed north, Idaho. Yeah. Someone once told me that the only thing that's in Idaho is corn. I heard the big or that thing was at Iowa. I think that's Iowa. I heard the big thing with Idaho is potatoes. Potatoes. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm getting mixed up. <laughs> Ronnie's girlfriend sitting over here giving me the, cra- the crazy eyes because I'm an idiot. Potatoes. But okay, potatoes. So what was that experience like? Like, if you could compare it, like compare JUCO to um, you know Florida State, like just kind of what was your experience? Um, I think uh, junior college was uh, it was a challenge, but it was fun. Um, you know, I was I was away from home for the first time, so you know I kind of learned a lot uh, being on my own, but. I mean, the, the style of play obviously is completely different. I mean, you have kids coming from all over trying to get scholarships. So it's kind of like a, a dog-eat-dog world. And I mean, but it kind of taught me like my competitive spirit. And, you know, I have a lot of buddies that I'm very close to who I still communicate to or communicate with this day. So, I mean, I really enjoyed Juco. I was right on the lake. Um, you know, my girlfriend went there as well. She, she was at North Idaho playing basketball. So it was, it was a fun experience. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I have a lot of friends that played or play JUCO, and they all talk about it like it like they just went to war. Yeah, like it's like they're just like yeah, like my team. You know, like they always got some crazy stories of like you know like just betrayal or like it's some crazy stuff. Like I had one guy that told me I want him, but he told me that one of his teammates refused to pass him the ball. Like he wouldn't pass, like he would be completely wide open, and the guy would just look at him. And then either shoot it or pass it to somebody else. Like he yeah. just, for whatever reason, just kind of just didn't like him. Yeah, my JUCO was not not really like that. But um, I mean, we always had stuff kind of going on. Like you know, like I said, like everyone's fighting for scholarships. Everyone is. I mean, you're cool with people, but um, you know, like so there in my practices, there'd be fights. There was always fights between teammates and just a little childish stuff. But. I mean, other than that, like, nobody really looked each other off like that. Yeah, that's pretty different than here. <laughs> we haven't had a fight here in a couple years. Yeah. <laughs> usually usually there will be a dust-up every once in a while during, like, summer or something to pick up just because, you know, I mean, you, you, people get competitive. Yeah. But, you know, I would say the culture here is uh, – I, I talk, like, I talk about it all the time. Everyone talks about it all the time. It's constant. But, I mean, it really, it's, really is true. You know, just the the cult, like the culture here is nuts. Yeah, it's definitely something I had to adjust to because at first, like when I first got here, and everyone was like so cool and like close, I didn't know if people were faking it. So I was like, because at my junior college, I was really close to like a handful of guys, 
And, you know, coming here, that's something I had to adjust. So I was like, oh, like, these guys are genuinely, like, cool and, like, they actually care. So yeah. that was really different from yeah. like, the whole team. So, I mean, it is really cool. I think, you know, a lot of people hear, like, oh, like, Fort State's culture and the guys, but it's like, once you're actually in it, you really, like, see the, you know, what people are talking about. Yeah, unfortunately, culture can't always win games. Yeah. yeah. But it is, I mean, uh, we're, we're filming this the day after we lost to Georgia Tech. <laughs> Um, so that's not great. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a long film session today. So, um, what do you think, what are your thoughts on, you know, cause like everyone's going to want to know, everyone's sitting here thinking, like talk about the trials and tribulations that are going on right now. So if you want to give a little insight, cause you're a leader on the team and I think people will be interested to hear like, what, what are your thoughts just, you know, on the season so far? Yeah. Um, I mean, from like so like from what I've seen so far, a lot of our problems have been just like a mentality. Um, like if you think about it, we went on that like losing streak. It was our mentality. So if you watch film and compare those games to our games now, we don't even look like the same team. You know, people are making hustle plays, people are making, you know, the right reads, people are playing for each other. So I feel like it's really just a mindset. Like we have everything physically and you know, I'm not trying to sound like the coaches and all that, but I mean, that, that is true. So like now when we went on that win streak, like you can tell it was just a mentality. And then, you know, the game we, we slipped, but I mean, we're going to, we're going to get it together. and It'll be fine. I think any, any team that has a, this many new players in general, like I, I don't care if they're every single new player is 28. It just, you're going to have some issues. And then if you factor in the fact that we're very young, yeah. Uh, like we don't. Do we have any like juniors? Like, uh, you know, it's basically just like the older four, like four or five older guys, and then boom, everybody else is like sophomore freshman. Yeah. You know, and I think like I'm, I you know, see, you got off social media, yeah. which we can talk about in a minute, but uh, I did not because I have to promote this, so buy stuff from me, but. Um, I, I see like what people say, you know what I mean? Like I see it and that doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but I know it bothers other people. And I, I don't know. Like, first of all, I forgot what I'm talking about. Second of all, I just don't, I don't think the younger guys deserve the blame is, is how I feel. It's, you know, like at the end of the day, I feel like it's my job. I feel like it's your job. I feel like it's Ant's job to, to really make sure that the mindset's there. you know, to make sure that we play the right way. So I, I don't know. So if you're watching this and you're still listening, don't give the younger guys crap. If you want to, if you want to shit on me all day, go ahead. It's, it's, I'm, I'm going to be all right. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I just think, you know, we're, we're still putting it together. We've been doing a better job. Yeah. You know, early in the season, it was, it was looking dire, you know, but it, it, going back to social media, what you got off. Why? Um, I got off one because, uh, I mean, I was like using social media, like the wrong, I was using social media the the wrong way. And, um, you know, it kind of cost me a lot of, I'm going to say time, you know, it cost me a lot of time and, um, you know, it really hurt like my greatest relationship, which is my relationship with my girlfriend. So I got off of it one to like, one, I was spending, I was spending too much time on it and after I got I got rid of Twitter and Snapchat about two years ago, two to three years ago, and um, I've kept Instagram, 
and I was going to use Instagram for like the clothing and try to like reach out to like the kids of on the reservation and things like that. So I was going to use that, but then I realized, you know, there's other ways I can do that without having to use Instagram. And like now that I'm getting older and like maturing, like in my faith, I realize. I mean, I personally don't need it, and I mean, I think social media can be a good platform, but I think it's just kind of used in like a negative way, especially today. Like you see it. Like, oh, Twitter. Twitter, I, Twitter, yeah. uh, like Instagram is what it is, but, yeah. and I, I think there's, you know, there's a whole nother set of things that social media, like it, I think social media provides a false sense of what life should be it does. instead of just living. So like people see what other people are doing on social media, which is mostly fake. Mm-hmm. And then they think, why am I not, why am I not doing that? Why am I not living that way? Yeah, you know, it's, but it's like a false sense of reality. And like for me, you know, I was kind of getting caught up in that as well because I follow like NBA players, I follow like celebrities and things like that. And you just see like a life they're living, but then you realize like you go to an interview, like I have all this, but I'm unhappy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just like no matter what, like you won't be happy. So I mean, I just took the time, I deactivated my Instagram, and um, I mean, I'm feeling great ever since. Like I'm more in tuned and like in like the present moment, which which is something I haven't done in a very long time. Yeah, I think. What, the thing that is 100% keeping me on because it, I don't go on unless it's for promoting like the YouTube channel or the podcast or whatever it is. Like, or like we, I have questions from, you know, some Instagram followers for you, like, which we'll do later. But like, other than that, I don't really go on the, like on the Instagram or Twitter or whatever it is. And Twitter is just brutal. Like, (laughs) like Instagram, you know, it is what it is, but Twitter boy, people are nuts. They say all kinds of stuff. Like I'll see, like people will just have like beef with each other over nothing. And I'm just like, God, I was like, sometimes I'll be scrolling through like, especially like bleacher reports, comments or something. And I'm just like, I don't have time. Like I don't, I don't have time in my day. To, to spend like arguing with someone over something that will never be resolved. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing also is like why I kind of got off of it is like that for that uh, exact example because you know last year with like the pandemic going on and everything like everyone was adjusting to like a new a new world and I kind of caught up I got caught up in reading the comments so that's something that really just shot my confidence down I'm like dang like you know what I'm saying? Like we're student athletes. Like that's uh, that's hard as it is, and it's just like coming into a program like that and being like a point guard and just hearing what people are saying about you. It's like, oh well, you got you got far more pressure on you than anybody. Else. Yeah, and it's just like like I'm still trying to learn. Like you know what I'm saying? I got to watch Trent for a year, and season got cut during ACC tournament play, so it's like I didn't know how to manage. Like I didn't get to see him in like that that environment because I know like tournament play is completely different from regular season. Mm-hmm. So. That was a struggle, and then on top of that, the comments, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm human. I'm, I'm yeah. learning. I'm trying to, I'm trying to drive this, uh, this car as well. I'm trying to lead these guys, but I mean, I realize I haven't, I haven't taken it personal this year. I haven't read the comments when I was on Instagram because, I mean, I'm, I'm confident now, and I'm, I have my foundation in my face, so like I know who I am and. Um, it's just a sport. Game. Yeah. At, at the end of the day, you know, you're playing a child game. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let some grown man or <laughs> woman, like, it's a sport. Like, you can play the sport and you, yeah. Yeah. You know, funny enough, like my girlfriend gets more upset about comments about me 
than I get about them. Yeah. Like I see them and I'm like, <laughs> like most of the time I laugh because at the end of the day, no one will ever be harder on me than I'm on myself. Yeah. Like the things I say to myself will get me arrested like yeah. for, for death threats yeah. against myself. So like, you know, like I see something most of the time, like it's pretty, like I just laugh. I don't think I, it doesn't go past that couple seconds of me reading it. And I know most people aren't like that. And I know that is a luxury for me. And like that, I'm happy. Like I'm happy. Yeah. Like I'm always happy. So like I don't let that stuff bother me. But she'll read it, and then all of a sudden she'll like screenshot and send it to me. And be like, like why is this person saying that? Who are they? What are they? You know, I'm just like, please, like you have to stop reading the yeah. comments. Like yeah. <laughs> please, like she'll get all worked up. Yeah, and just hectic, man. People just. Oh yeah. Oh, in the DMs. Oh my like, gosh. Just, just relax. Like, is it? I understand. Like maybe you got a little bit of money on this game or something. But oh, they, oh, everybody's betting. Relax. That, I mean, that's what I learned with age. I learned that everyone yeah. is gambling. Yeah. The games. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, that's what that's what comes with it. I mean, if you're strong enough to like, you know, continue to use your social media and not do that, then obviously continue to do that. But um, I mean, that's something I don't have to worry about now. You're a lucky man. So uh, your transition into a leadership role, I think. I wanted to hit on that a little bit. Just, you know, what was that like? How difficult is it? Because obviously you're still doing it. Um, I think I'm, I'm still doing it. I wake up every day going, man, how can I make us better? And, you know, sometimes I fail miserably and sometimes I succeed. You know, I think I failed miserably against Georgia tech. Um, but what, what would be the hardest thing for you? I would ask. Probably to like manage games and really like control like tempo of, tempo of the games because um, I think it's something that I I still am learning. Um, you know, I had a great example by watching Trent. Obviously, like he's a point guard, I got to pick his brain and compete with him every day. And then you know, I had a guy like Scotty, I got to play behind. Which you know, Scotty's a great player, NBA player. So it's Trent Four. So it's like I got to see two people in front of me. I got to see a vet and I got to see a young guy like lead by example. I got to see a vet lead by example and communicate. So uh, I just try to piece it together, you know, kind of understanding like who I am as a basketball player and how I can lead without doing it the way they did it. So that's, that's one of the biggest adjustments. I feel like I've been doing a lot better, but, you know, a period of time, like early in the season, I was talking to like, um, I don't know, I was talking to my girlfriend, I was talking to Nate Jack and his girlfriend and, you know. Shout out Nate Jack. Shout out Nate Jack and uh, Victoria, his, his uh, fiance. But uh, it, it was just... I would talk to them and like I, you know, using my faith kind of, kind of helped me and brought, brought the center back to my leadership because I used to ask him all the time. Like I used to tell him like, you know, I don't want to be a leader, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful. I'm still learning, but, um, you know, once they kind of helped me, um, as, as I'm growing my faith and I started to learn, you know, like what a leader looks like and how I can use my personality and who I am to, to lead. So I'm still figuring it out, but I'm doing a lot better. And you are. Really, I, I think uh, I think you're doing a great job, in all honesty. Uh, and I think, a f- fun fact, we don't have a captain on this team, which is pretty strange. Every ref has looked at me pretty weird when I'm trying to find somebody to go to the huddle, like one yeah. of the, the vets. Like, it's, it's the only team I've ever been on that didn't have at least, like, one captain. <laughs> yeah. Which I think speaks to kind of, like, who we are as people. Mm-hmm. Like, because, like, I can honestly say I don't care. 
Like, and I think you can say that. And I think Malik can say that. And Anthony can say that. And Harry can say that. Harry was a captain last year. He does not like, yeah. does not care. Like, if he's shooting or something, like he'll just be like, oh, he'll go over there. You know, it's like, and then all of a sudden, I'm superstitious sometimes. So then, if we win a game when I don't go to the yeah. captain meeting, then I'm like, oh, I can't go now. Yeah. You know. But all right, so I say we get into the fan questions because there are a couple, a couple of really good ones. I think okay. um, so. This is uh, this is expected. What made you choose FSU, especially being from Montana? Um, yeah, so I originally committed to Utah State, and then I decommitted because I felt that it was what I had to do. Um, you know, nothing against Utah State in the program. You know, they made it to the tournament. They're a great program. They had a great coaching staff. And I just felt like. You know, I, I kind of wanted to wait it out and see if I could get something, you know, a little bit bigger. So after a couple months went by, um, you know, I was getting ready to make my decision again. And I got a call from uh, my coach at like 7 in the morning. And, you know, they were like, Florida State wants to offer you something. You know, Coach Ham called me. They offered me and immediately I was hooked. I mean, Florida State, I've heard a lot of things about it. My dad was a big fan. He talked about Florida State all the time. And then I just thought it was like the perfect position. Um, you know, I get to play at the highest level and I get to learn from all the coaches. I get to learn from the players. So, uh, I mean, that's really what brought me, just to be able to compete, you know, with the best competition. I think that rolls perfectly into the next question, which is what is your favorite trait of Coach Ham? Um, my favorite trait of Coach Ham would probably be uh, when he chooses to sing. Um, <laughs> I don't think a lot of people – know that Coach Ham, you know, has a goofy side to him. So, you know, sometimes when he gets kind of lost in the moment, he'll start singing and stuff. That, that's always funny to hear because he's always really into it. Well, everybody always sees him on the baseline. Yeah. They're on the sideline. Just like he always has the same expression no matter what. Like yeah. we could hit a game winner. Some, the other team could hit a game winner. The craziest play you've ever seen in your life. And he's just yeah. stone cold. Yeah. No, he, he, he can sing a little bit too. So it's cool to hear him sing every now and then. You better be able to sing. You guys are, well, I guess owning a record company means nothing. If you own a Starbucks, it doesn't mean you can make the best coffee. <laughs> but um, I'm not going to read that question. These are screenshots. Yeah. Um, that one, that one's at me. Actually, it's some hate speech. Um, <laughs> I can't read that one either. I didn't read. I read all these, but like I wasn't going to individually pick them out. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite memory at FSU? Um, my favorite memory. Uh, I kind of have a couple. If you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. One of my favorite memories was obviously winning the regular season. Um, it was just so cool to see like, you know, the work that Trent put in and Devin put in and like. Raekwon Gray, MJ Walker. It, it, it was a, like a surreal moment because, you know, that was my first year in the ACC and to be able to see like the foundation that, you know, you yourself as well set and to see like how happy the coaching staff was, to see how happy those guys were. It was just a, it was a great feeling to know that, you know, you were able to be a part of something like that, but to see how much like those guys care and how, uh, how much hard work they put in. And then also my second favorite memory would be when, um, Dom got engaged. That, that, was, that was an amazing thing. I've never seen anyone get engaged before. So to be able to see that and see how many people were there supporting him, I think it was uh, it was probably one of my favorite moments to be able to see that. So those are probably my two favorite moments. Those are good. I'm trying to think of mine. There's so like there's so many. They all run together. And I, like 
I don't know. There's just been so many great, like uh, over five years, like there's yeah. just been like so many like little things. Like I wouldn't have even thought of Dom like until you brought it up, yeah. you know, and it's like that kind of just got lost in the shuffle in my mind, you know, like uh, I think whenever this year, whenever we took the whole team to Bear Paw and flowed down a river for yeah. four hours, you know, I think that was one of my, one of my favorite memories because it's, like first of all logistics on having 20 dudes yeah. like all like all at the same time like just getting down the river yeah like, it, but i thought as far as team bonding like i don't know if there, we've ever had a better team bonding experience like yeah. it's so much different when because like coaches are like there's no coach in America that's not trying to promote like, you know, camaraderie yeah. and, you know, team bonding activity. But, you know, I think whenever it's organic from the team, mm-hmm. I think that's when it, like when things really start to happen, like whenever guys really start to know each other, like you get, you can get to know like someone so well from just sitting and talking, Yeah, you know? And I think, especially after someone becomes more comfortable with you, like, and they open up to you and they talk to you, I think you can just learn so much from them. That was one of my favorite experiences. As far as on the court, honestly, it would have to be Trent baptizing Jordan Aura. Um, I don't know. Like, my ears, like, were ringing after that. It was crazy. (laughs) Yeah, that moment was uh – now, yeah, that's probably the loudest environment I've ever been in my life. I, I kind of freaked out a little bit because I've never experienced something that loud. And I've never really seen Trent show emotion until that game. So I was like, I don't know what was going on. I was yeah. like, yeah, Trent is really that guy. He he was like Kawhi in, in hat. Like, he was just – he was a coach of hand. Yeah. You know, he just never – like, it didn't really matter. Like, I've seen that man hit a bunch of game winners, and I've seen him miss them too. And he has pretty much the same reaction. And that was like that was the first. And now, for people that don't know, Trent Forrest talks that smack. He just does it without you really knowing it. (laughs) Like sometimes he'll say stuff. Like he he used to say stuff in practice, and I'd be like, "Did did Trent just say that?" You know. But he he let it all out that night. You know. And I mean, obviously, probably. Other than, well, uh, not the PJ had the biggest play whenever we went to the Elite Eight against Xavier like, with that three, but I think that was maybe the biggest game, you know, in terms of like that I've been a part of. Like, yeah. I think, you know, just it put us over the top. We weren't going to lose on senior night, you know, to Boston College, which sealed the ACC. Uh, um, championship win so you know I think those two moments one on the court one off are probably my favorite so this is the last one um, I'll have to get you back on because I got some other stuff I want to ask you but A you have to go and B people don't want to listen to me for longer than X amount of time so I think this is the best question and it's safe for last so how much more do you value having a college degree now versus the way your younger self did yeah um that's a good question. Um, well, I think, well, that's the reason why I had to go to JUCO in the first place because um, grades weren't very important to me. Uh, you know, I have people in my ear all the time, my coaches, like, you know, you got to get your grades to go somewhere. But in my head, I just thought basketball is going to take care of itself. So I didn't, I didn't really take school serious at all. Um, and it was very bad. My senior year, my junior year, I played catch up basically for two years because of how bad my grades were. But when I got to junior college, um, you know, I kind of picked it up a little bit more. I kind of skated by, 
but I didn't understand like the, the significance of having like a degree. I know my parents used to tell me like, you know, a degree is something no one can ever take from you. And I didn't really understand that until I got to, um, until I got here to Florida State and I seen like Trent and those guys graduate. I got to graduate, just that feeling like, you know, I accomplished something and, you know, school has always been kind of challenging for me, not because I'm not smart or anything, it's just because I didn't put the time or effort into it. So after accomplishing that, I was like, you know, I was thankful, I was like, dang, like I really, I, I can say I got a degree, you know, so now that I'm older and I got one degree, you know, I'm trying to work on another one for my final year here, but um, it, it means a lot to me. I really did it more for my family, but just to be able to say, you know, coming from where I come from, growing up, I grew up like I have a degree. Not many, not many in my situation could. It's just it's a great feeling. Yeah. So you're gonna have two. I'm gonna have two. Yeah. Yeah. So so am I. I'm gonna brag to Elise every single day of my of our the rest of our lives yeah. that I'm more educated than she is. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll make me feel fantastic. But uh, and I can't help it, and yeah. I hope she listens to all of it, but she probably won't. <laughs> So she won't even hear this. I, for me, I, I think I was very similar. I think a lot of athletes are. Um, I, I just, I wasn't good at school. Mm-hmm. I'm a good learner, but I wasn't good at school. Uh, I love learning. I love reading. But the way they structure things in school never worked for me. And it still doesn't really work for me. Yeah. You know, I, I think college helps a little bit because you can kind of structure it the way that you want. And you can kind of learn the way that you want. But I think especially like the public school system in America is like that common core style of like learning. Just never, it never did it for me. I couldn't, I, I, I felt like I was always behind and I, I mean, I kind of was, I'm, I'm a perennial C student, you know, but I think like, I, I know I was never a good test taker. It's especially, you know, if, if it was all papers, I think I would have been fine because I can write really well, but test taking, I'm not good at, I'll know the information, but I just, I, I'm not good at test taking, especially when it's online as well. Like if I can't go back, like just quickly go back and look at another question or whatever it is. Like I'll tend to just like turn that sucker in without like reviewing it. But if it's on paper, I tend to be a little bit better, but especially online. And like, obviously with COVID, you know, everything went online and everything. I can't imagine being in high school, like doing what, seven hours, eight hours a day online. Yeah. That has to be tough. And that's like, that's the same with me. I mean, when I was failing in high school and like had bad grades, it was more of like, in my head, I'm like, I'm never going to use any of the stuff, which I was correct. The majority of the stuff I've learned in high school, I've not used to this day. So that's kind of where my headset was. And that's why I didn't really like do a lot of the work. Cause I'm like arguing with my coach. I'm like, I'm in art class, shading a picture of a horse. When am I ever going to need to do that in my life? You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> so uh, little things like that, but I mean, as you get older and you get to actually study things you're interested in, it's like, it, it makes a big difference. hundred percent. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think like, I think some, some like, especially like really early on, I think it's really important because it teaches you like how to learn, Yeah. you know, but I think high school, like, I don't know, I'm taking a class actually right now about, um, like unflattening is like what it's called. It's basically about like opening your mind, like, and I wanted to take it cause I thought it was pretty interesting, but just like opening your mind and like how, like how people learn and how to learn and like how to like how to know how you learn so that you can learn better, you know? So I, I think that's pretty interesting and I'm excited to, you know, take the rest of the class, but I think, you know, the school system in general speed overall, I have no idea why this went 
this far into this, but you know, that's how usually how it goes. I think I started to do ads with, I had Will on the podcast and I was like, what, like we're going to do like three minutes of ads, like three different ads. We did it for like 10 minutes. Like, and I put it in, I don't know what, like I could have edited it out and I was like, nah, it's pretty good. I'll just yeah. like, we'll slap it down and just go with it because like, you know, you know, Will is, you could talk about like, yeah. you could literally talk about nothing and it would be pretty funny. Yeah. Like, you know, like I'm trying to think of like something incredibly boring, but you know, like whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I guess more so, but like I said, you have to go and I have to edit this as well as do homework. So anyway, thanks for coming on, buddy. I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, Hey, if you want them back on, leave hey, uh, I guess if you're watching this on YouTube, leave a comment. So you do, um, like the video and go buy my stuff so I can keep doing this. <laughs> anyway, thank yeah, you. Appreciate you. All right.